Hello, everyone. Welcome to the KBCast podcast. This is a weekly podcast where we go into everything Colonel Block in 30 minutes. We're going to talk about the highlights from the week, but also interview one fellow. Uh, this week for our inaugural episode, we have Sam He, who is going to talk about his adventure and his experience so far this week. My name is Sean Demantha. I am one of the KB5 fellows, and I'm here with Yaji and she's gonna introduce herself as well. Sure. Hi, hi everyone. This is uh, Yajie Wang. I'm also one of the KB5 fellow and uh, working on a shared rental platform. So yeah, we will give you, uh, uh, so how, hi Sean, uh, how, how's everything going this week? I gotta be honest, I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm, I'm trying to sign up for every guild and uh, trying to, trying to actually reduce my FOMO by not, uh, <laughs> not doing that. Well, you're already FOMO for missing out to the East Denver here. <laughs> yeah, I hear it's quite hopping out there. How, how's, the, uh, how's the environment out there in Denver? It's super cool. It's just a lot of cool people out here and uh, have a lot of social, talk to, to a lot of people here. It, yeah, you're definitely missing out <laughs> for not coming. <laughs> All right, way to, way to rub in the FOMO here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that yeah hopefully you can get there the next week eh? you know it's, uh, when the main event now i heard you had a good uh, to-do list for fellows who want to get started and uh, get started on the right foot for the first week uh, do you mind running that down yaji sure definitely so for the first week of uh, kernel it's a lot of things going on and uh, people probably overwhelmed with a little bit of email and all the announcement so first, uh, make sure you have you get all the official email from Kernel team, and that will give you a lot of basic information of uh, what's going on of the week, and then also fill up your Notion profile, which is uh, where we all searching where we all searching our fellows, and it's like uh, the pretty much uh, where we go to to see what's uh, what's this person who this person is and uh, and his adventure. And uh, also fill up the intro on Slack. I filled up my intro. That's how I know Sean. And uh, we started this uh, podcast. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> and uh, also, we can uh, feel free to fill out the adventure. Doesn't have to be complete, but um, this uh, showing what we are working on and uh, how what's your interest in doing. So that's uh, you know how you build the partners and uh, find interesting people who uh, want to doing stuff with you together for this kernel journey. And uh, another thing is the, our like a uh, guild and the juntos, which uh, is a lot of the choice out there. I know it's a lot to choose from, but uh, to pick a few that you are interested in, and we can you know always take that out later. Just uh, just don't be greedy because I tend to be really greedy. I start with like signing up everything, realize I really couldn't make it for everything. <laughs> so it's just uh, it's okay to miss out on certain sessions, but uh, you know have to pick your focus. And uh, also, I got an email from our from uh, our guide, which uh, we have a little small team on Slack. We talk about the things uh, going on and give us a feedback. It's good a resource and uh, it's a small team, so you can get connected with someone right away. The last thing I'll mention is our uh, office hour. It's a kind of uh, optional one-on-one -on -one session. 
you can you can schedule a time with a with a with a previous a kernel fellow or just uh, you know use a time to ask him questions. I uh, have to admit I haven't tried that myself, but uh, sounds like a really good resource. I will definitely do that after this uh, East Denver thing going <laughs> after the East Denver done. So uh, that's pretty much I see the to do list. I know it's long, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely a good uh, good way to get started with our fellowship. And oh, um, so how Sean? Uh, I saw you show some notes on here about our fair chat and uh, and uh, the uh, the notion. Would you like to give a summary of uh, what's going on this week on those? Yeah, so I um, I, I took a look at the. Um, the, the Slack and, and Notion, and I think a lot of things are happening. I think one one thing I'm noticing is I'm just amazed by the talent of fellows that um, have joined in this block and in previous blocks, and I'm just excited to engage with everyone. I think it's super excited to learn uh, what's what's happening. So many new interesting adventures. I think um, one I'm seeing a lot of DAO adventures. Right. Um, a lot of uh, folks also focusing on some DeFi. Uh, protocols. I, I think there are some actually focusing on underrepresented groups, which is really exciting, like uh, Crypto Besties and Billions Health, among many others, actually. So that, that's exciting to see some uh, crypto focus on the DEI space. Um, on, on the Slack, uh, Slack group, I, I saw quite a few different interesting things happen. So I wanted to highlight a couple things. So lots of planning around ETH Denver. So yes, yeah. Gaji, I'm definitely that jealous of you being out there now. <laughs> a lot, lots of um, lots of people FOMOing in at the last minute, which is uh, which is exciting to see a lot of kernel folks get together in person. Definitely. Um, one other thing I noticed is that a lot of other fellows are podcasters. So um, John Ellison and John X25BD have started the Refi podcast oh. on how to scale climate action with Web3. Uh, Jahed has started the Ownership Economy podcast, and he has an initial interview with uh, Gitcoin uh, founder Kevin Awaki, and Andy Todhope and David Lockyer are doing a podcast reading out um, some of their the kernel lessons out loud oh. in, a, in, a, in a really great format for other fellows to, to consume later. So we're really excited to see that we're not the only podcast out there. There's, <laughs> there's a big podcast revolution happening among the uh, other kernel fellows. Um, a couple of other interesting things to highlight, and may, you, you may not have seen this. If you check out the DSI channel, um, Decentralized Science, Sarah Hamburg actually just published an amazing article on uh, an explainer on DSI, and she published this in the future publication of A16Z, and um, noted that a lot of the activity right now in DSI is in, around the biotech and biology industry. That's a particular passion area of mine. And then I think a lesser known channel, and um, this is a particular passion of mine, is Solana. There's a a small group of us who've uh, created a Solana channel, and thank you to those who actually created the channel and added me to that. If talking about the Solana ecosystem, I actually my um, my guide Urban Cardenas is a uh, Solana expert, and oh. I was, was really appreciative to get some of his guidance on how to navigate the space already. Um, how about you, Yaji? What 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 have you noticed? Oh, that's awesome! Actually, for the Solana, if you mind, just uh, don't mind sending me the link. Uh, I would like to. Kind of check out that space too. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's uh, it's it's open to everyone. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, that sounds a lot of thing going on. 
So this week, uh, I guess uh, we have uh, two meetings uh, with, uh, well, one main one is a fair chat with Vitalik, which is uh, super awesome. It's, uh, it's always cool to hear what he said. It's like uh, so thoughtful and uh, it's always uh, learning a lot of stuff from him. Um, yeah, what was, your, uh, what was your key takeaway, if you had any, from that? Uh, I do like his idea for like, uh, you know, using the NFT outside of the, you know, the normal gaming use and uh, do that uh, kind of uh, a broader application aspect uh, kind of actually made me think about my rental stuff, you know, using NFT connecting the real physical asset, the geolocation or sometimes the proof of the trip or things like that. That, that, that was a kind of interesting takeaway for me. And uh, also his idea for like, a, you know, the DAO being like a preventing fraud and a lot of those uh, like uh, the DAOs doesn't do anything versus uh, the DAO, you could do a lot of more things uh, with, uh, with a certain technology. So those are a few of those interesting takeaway for me. Yeah, I think the DAO, um, the DAO piece is really interesting in terms of um, the, the, the prevention of over monetization of governance votes and right. how do you actually qualify uh, DAO members and DAO contributors before they actually join and how do you actually make some of the governance tokens soul bound so that they're actually non-transferable on a right. decentralized exchange. So I, I think those are very interesting, um, interesting trends and I've started to see that with a few DAOs, even some I'm a part of. And I think soulbound NFTs in general are a super interesting space, especially with the, the PO apps. And our, yeah. our guests actually created a PO app for the Fireside, which yeah. I collected. I don't know if you collected that, yeah, Ji. Actually, I tried to, but saying it's a max out the the minting limit. Well, um, I, I actually check out. Um, I think Sam posted a additional set of links. Um, so if everyone goes to the, I believe it's on the Meme Factory channel. Yeah. He, uh, if you look at the thread that Sam started on POAPs, he actually uploaded a list of many different POAP links you can go to. That's cool. And, um, one of them should enable you to mint a POAP. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Actually, I create a POAP for the people I meet in East Denver here. Just uh, <laughs> sometimes a little technical difficulty just to get through all the QR code and take a little while to load. But it's, it's pretty awesome. Love using that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've, I've been an early user of them and I have a few POAPs as well. So I'm, yeah. I'm proud of the ones I've collected, but uh, hoping to collect a lot more this year. Definitely. Um, I, I'm curious, going through the curriculum, uh, this week, any other events or um, aspects of the curriculum, specifically around the play of pattern and trust that uh, that stood out to you, Yachi? Uh, this week's, uh, uh, actually, yeah, actually, I have to admit, I didn't uh, join in the pattern and the trust uh, discussion this week. It, it was a, it was a, it was a hot ticket. It was limited admission, so I actually had the um, somebody had offered their seat. Thank you to, um, I believe, Jonathan Miller. He, he gave up his seat and uh, was able to join one of them, so. Cool, how do you, how do you like it? So which one I, did you go? I, I joined the Junto on the play of pattern and I actually really enjoyed it. I, 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 I really enjoyed the ability to go in deep into a topic with a few other fellows. And in this case, I actually had one fellow, um, uh, Shannon Dara, as well as, 
our steward, Andy Tudhope, and uh, former uh, KP fellow, Charles Blass, who actually all joined me for Argento on the play of pattern. And I, we, we came up with a lot of very interesting concepts. And I think the, the notion of, out of the spectrum between different poles, there's no dichotomy, this notion of we're all um, in, in some ways living and dying at the same time. Huh. At least there's life and death in all of us at, at the yeah. same time, either biologically or uh, metaphysically and ideologically. So I, I think it was a very interesting discussion. We didn't get into the, um, one of my favorite articles from the curriculum was around this portrait of Vincent van Gogh and how he talked about his focus on just being and not following a prescribed path and how being able to just kind of lend yourself to the moments of profound insight and, and genius that Vincent van Gogh had was not necessarily him following the prescribed career path of whatever uh, his uh, prescribed career paths of his day were. And, and oftentimes his family would kind of bug him to follow this prescribed path, but he, he went a different way. And he, he allowed a lot of time to soak in and wander. And I think that's what the, part of the theme of Wonder Week as well. That's going to kick off next week. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That uh, sounds like I'm formal now. <laughs> For missing out the other pretty cool session yeah, yeah and, and and i think a lot of these sessions um not the smaller group sessions but at least some of the larger group sessions are recorded so mm -hmm. if anyone misses them out i think they're on the feed recordings uh recorded sessions channel on definitely Slack. yeah i will check that out i guess i did made out to the one of the yoga session i don't know if you saw that it was like a little gentle yoga in the morning it's kind of cool meet some uh, fellows in the workout uh, type of environment <laughs> where we're just uh, talking about zen and uh, you know stretching yeah but actually my my first group uh, had some interesting folks in there who uh who actually talked about a movement dao or, or, or yeah. something like that yeah so <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I'm definitely feeling uh, interested in learning a bit more about that. Yeah, it is. I think there's a move, actually the, like there's a movement doll, similar, similar one, like a movement doll in here. There's a one, it's a balancer. I think uh, organizing the yoga session every morning in Denver. So it's like, a, you know, this is a good balance between the social drinking, eating and a little bit of workout. Yeah, physical and mental wellness is really important in this space. I, I don't think many people uh, need to uh, often neglect that part of their, their wellness. And I think that's a critical part of um, staying sane in this space and, and making it for the long run. Definitely. Totally agree. So our first interview of the podcast is Sam He. And uh, we found him uh, with a lot of his uh, cool art and the meme project he's working on. And he's glad he was nice enough to show up on our very first podcast. So Sam, uh, uh, would you like to introduce yourself uh, and uh, what brought you to Kernel? Okay, cool. I'll try to keep that as brief as possible. So uh, my name is Sam. I'm from Singapore. I and like a journalist and a filmmaker. Um, but right now I practice less and teach more. Yeah, so I teach at a university in Singapore. And what brought me to Colonel? I guess like a, 
I just stumbled on the onto the Web3 rabbit hole like six months ago. And instinctively, like uh, what I kind of detoured into was trying to find like uh, solutions for journalism in Web3, uh, both journalism and storytelling actually. So uh, somehow uh, I think as if if you do any kind of Web3 stuff in Singapore, you will stumble onto uh, Sid, uh, who, who is somewhere on the internet in Singapore, and, and he will find you. And he introduced me to this whole idea of uh, Kernel. And here I am, yeah, trying to uh, figure out what, you know, my journey might be. That, that's awesome. But we, we, we feel like, um, I, I feel like storytelling is so critical to Web3 and so important to uh, communities and everything that is in relation to this space. And I feel like that's a, a perspective that often is missing by, by many. So I appreciate you sharing your perspective with our, with our cohort and, and the like. And I guess I'm curious about, as you jump in in week one, um, what uh, what is one thing that you learned that you did not know prior to this fellowship? Hmm. Uh, I guess and the, the first thing I learned about myself is uh, that I'll, I am able to operate like uh, late in the night because most <laughs> of most of kernel happens like at, at kind of like twelve a.m. to three a.m. Singapore time. Yeah, so that's what I learned. Okay, uh, I guess like uh, outside of that, uh, apart from the lessons and like hanging out on Gather Town, which has been very nourishing to me, I think uh, just the ability to, to meet uh, like uh, just this weird group of people working on all sorts of projects. So <laughs> I've met people working on like uh, really, really technical DeFi projects, which I don't understand. Um, to, to some kind of a regen type NFT project. So last night I, I met uh, Sparrow who's working on a platform called The Platform <laughs> where, where they're uh, trying to uh, find a better way for NFTs aside from like a 10,000 like a profile picture kind of like NFT projects. So yeah, so I'll be paying attention to that project in particular because like a, that's something I'm looking for, actually, like a sustainable way for publishing and storytelling online that may or may not involve like uh, people trying to flip NFTs, yeah. That's awesome, Sam, yeah. Yeah, this is a great way to start on this kernel journey. So I guess uh, the question is, uh, uh, what is your adventure? What are you trying to do uh, during this uh, fellowship in the next uh, eight weeks or in the forward future? Okay, so um, my adventure is called Migrants NFT. Mm -hmm. So like a, it's a small little attempt to onboard uh, migrant workers in my country onto NFTs and maybe Web3. So like uh, some background to the migrant worker situation in Singapore. So we have like uh, a couple of hundred thousand uh, low-wage migrant workers in Singapore uh, coming from uh, places like Bangladesh, India, uh, the Philippines and Indonesia. They come here 
the, the men come here to work on manual uh, jobs like uh, in, in the construction industry and the shipping industry. And the women come over here to work as domestic helpers in, in the homes of Singaporeans. So uh, they, um, they, they all earn wages below around a thousand US dollars a month. And, um, and over the last two years, uh, COVID has been uh, difficult for them. Uh, for the migrant workers, they're still under uh, some de facto like a uh, quarantine in Singapore where they, they are not allowed to, to move about as freely as uh, citizens in our country. So um, if we consider their, both their financial and social situation, um, traditional ways of storytelling like uh, journalism hasn't changed anything for them. Yeah, so um, yeah, what I'm hoping to do is like uh, look for artists within the community and get them to share their stories through art on as NFTs, and hopefully, like that, um, gain some tractions to their story, and at least, uh, you know, provide some level of change for a small group of migrant workers. Yeah. yeah it, it seems like a large part of the story of um, Web three uh, resonates with what you're trying to do there, where so many artists. And creators have been kind of undercompensated for so long and with regardless of their kind of social class and now with uh, web3 and nfts they're able to finally get a lot of more recognition both um promotionally but also monetarily through this movement and that's exciting that you're you're focused on that that uh, specific segment of at least singaporean society and um i i think that also resonates with another movement I've heard of called WorldCoin. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but this is uh, basically a initiative by Sam Altman and others to uh, give everyone in the world a, uh, this new cryptocurrency called WorldCoin oh. effectively so that uh, regardless of your income, your social status, your, your bearing in society, you would have participation in this. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm super interested to see where you're your project, your your adventure goes, and and love to uh, see that your your journalistic um, skill set can actually shine a light on, on these folks. I'm 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 also curious um, how kind of Web three and crypto has been perceived and received in Singapore in general, and um, has there been the same level of enthusiasm that you see in the U.S. and and, and other countries? No, I'm not able to speak for the US or, or for Singapore as a whole. Yeah. yeah but I, I think like uh, Singapore has been, uh, I would say like uh, very welcoming towards like uh, all sorts of blockchain projects. We, we get like uh, <laughs> blockchain uh, events happening every other month here. And, right. and I, I think a lot of like uh, um, what I see uh, my friends getting into have, have been like a, uh, more DeFi related or e even on the NFT side, like a more like, a, you know, looking for opportunities to, to find the next like a board ape your club or something like that. So I think uh, the types of projects I, I, I see uh, in kernel, like uh, I, I see very little of like or very little conversations like uh, in the Singaporean circles about, yeah, so yeah, definitely hope to find out more here and, and, and share share it with whoever I meet here. Yeah. 
actually, I kind of on top of the topic, uh, kind of wondering <clears throat> how's the regulation goes in Singapore? Are they pretty supportive overall to this? Or, you know, I know in China, there are definitely, it's like a no-no type of thing. But Singapore, is that a, a lot more supportive on your projects or your, you know, overall to the blockchain space? Okay, so I, I, I definitely, I'm, I'm both non non technical and non legal, <laughs> so I, I I am not able to to speak like for regulation in Singapore. But I think like uh, there are quite a lot of like a uh, quite high profile like uh, NFT like artists here, and also like a uh, you know like a uh, big blockchain like projects happening in Singapore, and uh, there there are grants from the government to build blockchain projects, and they are. There are certified exchanges that we can use over here. So I would say definitely not the same as what's happening in China. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think like uh, if if you uh, if I'm not wrong, if you are to launch a token and stuff like that and, and you do get enough traction, I, I, I do think that that runs into some level of gray area. Again, I'm not the right person to ask about this. Yeah. yeah. We, we won't grill you too much more on that yeah. <laughs> regulation and, uh, and adoption. Um, going, going back to your, um, your background as a journalist, so you, you, you effectively you're, you're telling stories of other people and other, and other topics. And I actually wanted to, to talk about your, your activity on Slack. Like you've gotten really good at your meme game. Like uh, you, you've had some like really hopping memes on there. How, how did you get so good at memes, Sam? <laughs> this this is really like uh this is really my first attempt at making like a meme so regularly um, ah. yeah so you're I, doing I great like, job on this <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you um i, I guess like uh, i mean memes are just another medium for telling stories and it's actually like a quite an effective way to tell a story, like instead of me blogging every day, which yeah. uh, like what you guys do, that will take hours to edit like uh, just one story out. So like uh, I'm doing a much more efficient form of what you're doing. <laughs> so yeah, a picture uh, yeah. worth a thousand word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, yes, uh, I, I guess it's my way of sharing a, a small little gift I have, yeah. And, and hopefully like uh, it resonates with people yeah yeah and, and you've uh, you've actually created our our first co-op of the the fellowship as well for the fireside and yeah I'm, I, I'm amazed by your your illustration and and visual storytelling capabilities as well what uh, what inspired you to create the the co-op oh okay like uh yeah so, so what really inspired me to create that poem was like uh, the yuntos from the night before so um, I, I was put in a group with like uh, three other fellows, Sertek, uh, Jason, and Sharon. And we had a really good conversation about like uh, um, that, uh, the topic of the week, which was like a complementary opposites. Uh, and at the same time, we, what happened this week was like uh, a huge video was released online called The Line Goes Up and that really, uh, provides some level of critique of the crypto and F NFT space. Mm. Yeah, and, and we also saw like a, almost like a spiritual retort in Vitalik's like a, mm. a blog post called Soulbound. Yeah, so 
uh, yeah, and and one of my teammates, Sharon, she mused that you know, like a try to balance both the region and the region side of like a crypto is a little bit like a, uh, the Venom character trying to pull off his like a mask, right? And and that's why I, I, I thought this idea of like a Venom on one side and Vitalik on the other, and this idea of like trying to find that balance uh, in the crypto space. Yeah, at least that was my takeaway from, from week one. Definitely, the balance in between the spaces, that's, uh, that's a way to go. And that's how we doing this for the long term. So uh, Sam, I guess uh, uh, our time, uh, uh, another question for you. For this uh, rest of the eight weeks, uh, do you have uh, like a certain goals in mind or do you have uh, certain things you want to achieve by the end of the fellowship? Yeah, okay. it's, it's a good question, you know, because uh, it's a good question because uh, I don't have a full answer to the question yet. Yeah, but I have many answers to the question. Mm -hmm. So uh, I do see Kernel as an opportunity to, to push myself to build uh, Migrants NFT, which is mm -hmm. the, the venture I'm on. But I really hope there'll be some opportunities to work on uh, side quests. Yeah. Um, and this is a like this is an amazing side quest for me just to <laughs> speak on on a podcast for the first time in my life. Um, and I I also do hope to um, get involved in other projects like if I can help out like uh, on on the design front now on 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 writing on photographs even like for for other projects uh, I'll be yeah very happy to contribute and yeah and. I think it's my opportunity to to meet different people in the space because like I I do come from a non-technical background and like uh, I'm still really new to web3 yeah so I'm just figuring out my way uh, and uh, yeah hopefully I, I do walk out these eight weeks like uh, uh, knowing how to code a smart contract or something like that I don't know if that's possible yeah but yeah yeah, I, I I think um that, that that's that, that's awesome. You're looking to to go through many many different paths within the, the fellowship. I'm I, I'm curious how can um how can Colonel Block fellows and other members of the Colonel community get in touch with you and um what what help would you request or what ask do you have at the community? Great question. Uh, I think I think like uh if like uh. I think if, if anybody like uh, find, I, I think like uh, you can see a little bit of my work on on my platform and also in my adventure. And, and if you think that like uh, what we're doing like resonates with you and, and you want to offer any kind of advice or help, I think that would be great. Just hit me up. Like I'm super willing to, to block out pockets of my time because I am doing apart from teaching like half a day at a university, I'm doing kernel full-time. Yeah, so like, yeah, I, I do want to expand all opportunities uh, as possible over here. And, and, and that's in helping my project. But if you think that I can contribute to any project, you know, yeah, just hit me up. And yeah, if, if it's something that resonates with me, like I'll totally come on board, yeah. 
Got it. Thank so they, they can kind of DM you on Slack or, or, or something like that. Yes, Probably yes, the best yeah. I'm trying to figure out my way around the Calendly <laughs> app. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, so far, like like even when you guys contacted me, like uh, I had a hard time converting the time. <laughs> time. <laughs> Uh, we, we need a universal time converter right so, yeah. Yeah, yes, 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 yeah. definitely yeah the time zone change is a little bit tricky sorry you didn't know i didn't know you were in singapore first uh, so i just uh, automatically put the time of the u.s time on there <laughs> uh, yeah yeah but this is great for me yeah like uh, I, I think like like I, even though I might like, uh, you know, complain about like waking up late and stuff like that, just the opportunity to, to I think this kind of timings allows me to work with like people like from all around the world. That's something like yeah. I've not done before. Like in Singapore, we do get a lot of expatriates coming to Singapore to work. So that's where we work with international colleagues, but never, you know, like uh, over the phone. You know in this way so yeah, yeah and, and and i think i i mentioned to sean that this is one of my curiosities you know like how do the how, how do DAOs like operate you know like uh with with people that like uh they've never met in real life before right that's like a totally alien concept to me and i think kernel is the opportunity for me to 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 work with, with in this manner and i think that that is, has been very nourishing to me and there's seven more weeks so uh, he has to maybe less sleep but more learning that's <laughs> they're, amazing they're, yeah. they're, uh, i think you made a meme about that right the kernelized sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i think those in asia pacific will, will resonate with that meme <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, I guess uh, one more question for Sam. So do you have any advice, uh, uh, takeaway for anyone kind of new to the crypto world or any new to the blockchain? Just uh, a kind of advice where they can get started. Wow. I, I don't know if I'm the right person to give any advice because I'm still in the beginning of my journey. But I think... I think what has really helped me is like a being like a open-minded and being like a willing to take like a really small calculated risk, you know, to understand like a, the mechanics of different projects. And I think what I'm learning from Kernel, like even week one, is just being willing to put myself out there and like a, share my ideas uh, with different folks. And I, I think like that's how compositions get started. And uh, I think I, I, I've never like uh, went to a different uh, conference and, and, and meet like uh, 20 different, different people in a week and have like such deep conversations with them. So I think that, that definitely helped me. So yeah, if, if that's advice that anybody can use, yeah, that's what I'll give. That's great. So it's great advice. Well, th yeah. thank you, Sam, for being our, our first podcast guest. Um, if anyone wants to get in touch with him, you can, uh, once again, reach out to him on Slack. Um, I'm Sean Demantha, and here with Yaji Vang, we are looking for more guests. We have a, a short list. If you want to reach out to us, you can DM, DM us on Slack at Sean Demantha or Yaji Vang, yeah. and we would be more than happy to host you if we can fit you on the schedule. That's right. 
Thank you, everyone, for the time.